0: It's time to go into Auto Reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going Auto Reverse on... Riot! all right so i am really excited we're both really excited about this thing you know it's like a new york city band it's they're mm-hmm. you know, they're basically that straddle probably one of the bands that best straddle the hard rock heavy metal kind of genre what would you consider not coastline but like the divider line between those two probably the best of any band that well i don't know about that but
1: well they're yeah they're a bridge Yeah. They're a bridge, kind of like UFO. UFO were a bridge.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, yeah, as we'll find out when we go into this band, uh, you know, they, you know, it's another band that had had, you know, an album fire down under that was essentially lightning in the bottle um, Mm -hmm. and just couldn't seem to capitalize on it because, I mean, the more stories I read about it, it seems very much attributed to bad management. And yeah
1: 100 100 they're the dudes that own green street studios uh which i went to a, a few times they recorded a lot of hip-hop there in the 90s green street um and and some other things but uh i guess the people that own that studio were the managers and then one of them yeah, stayed
0: right. stayed
1: like one quit and the other one stayed on Loeb.
0: yeah yeah i think yeah. It was the last name yeah yeah um yeah i had his name written down but obviously yeah one doesn't one doesn't remember the manager's name in the history of the band as, as much but you know this is a band that started in new york city in the 80s um and um uh, essentially powered by uh mark real who was the key songwriter and um you know rhythm guitarist um and essentially the, the soul behind the soul behind the band for all the uh one guy and guy well the singer. Got, i mean Guy, guy. Here, here's what I would say. Guy, guy Speranza is the, he's the sound. Like, I, when I think of the Riot band that I like, and it's the, and truthfully, the only Riot albums I like are the one with Guy on it. Like, I could tolerate the ones with, uh, what? Rep Miller? Rett Butler, Red Forrest, whatever. Or Red Butler, yeah, yeah. I uh, know, yeah, I was Rett kidding, Butler. Red Butler, that's, that's a gone with the wind joke. It's Rett For- Forrester, <laughs> sorry, dude. And oh, then, and then, I'm I'm
1: I'm slow today. Slow. It's a Sunday. That's all right.
0: That's all right. And then uh, that the album on Thundersteel, which is not Forrester, or Red Forrester, but uh, Tony Scott. Is that the right one? But that I was the. I think. Don't so, know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, this is a band that put out you know nearly twenty studio LPs. Start. You know, they were. You know, they started in seventy-six, um, and you know. First three albums are just, I mean, they just keep getting better in, in my mind. Like the f- Rock City, like the first, you and I were talking about this the other day. The first six songs off Rock City, their first album, is just like, oh, well, it's like I, you can't get a better start to the album, to an album. And the no, first album. No, no,
1: no, not at all. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's literally, it burns, it sears a hole inside you like immediately. And then you want to keep trying to, to, to keep making more of those holes. It's like crazy. It's like it it um it really like grabs you, you yeah. know, those first six songs. Yeah.
0: And you know, I funny enough, like reading some reviews and stuff on the on and things about Riot and they kinda a lot of people kinda not shit on the first album, but they are underwhelmed by it and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like sure production wise it could have been a little better and you know, things could have been a little bit recalibrated but it i mean it was i mean the the uh, the uh the the lead guitarist uh was his name Uh Uh ellie cuvaris was i mean he's blistering and the songs are there and i you know again this is a band that it's i think to your point what you're saying a little bit earlier maybe this wasn't your point and i'm just gonna say it was your point just Uh because it's you know i you know I'm, i'm very generous of heart when I, when I do these episodes, is is that I when you think of Wright, you think of Guy Speranza's voice. His voice is what that, it's kind of got that kind of East Coast, it's like the East Coast David Lee Ross swagger, you know, and it's easily identifiable in his phrasing and how, and the lyrics are got a little bit, the like chest is, oh, it's like New York City, East Side, chest is out, walking down the street mm-hmm. strut. And uh, the guitars, um, the guitar work, and the songs just kind of like, kind of follow that lead. Um,
1: yeah, it's like a soulful caveman. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>
0: a soulful. You know caveman. who
1: may have, who may or may not have a pocket watch, or a switchblade, or both.
0: Or no, but we do know what they do have, and that's affinity for seals.
1: Yes. Yes. Listen, I, I, I got to get into this SEAL thing like right away. Okay. Any band that has a mascot, you know, we are, there's a good chance that we may cover them on Auto Reverse. It just because when you commit to such a thing, that says a lot about you as a person in a in a well, weird let's way. Spell
0: this out for and, people. And, spell and, it out and, for and, people because some people don't know what you're talking about. So spell okay, it out. Okay, so a
1: lot of metal ba- a lot of metal bands especially have a mascot. Like yeah. Anthrax had Eddie, the Knockman and and uh Eddie and uh,
0: uh Iron Maiden. What
1: Iron Maiden had Eddie and uh and Riot had a fucking Baby. like fur seal. Like a, like a baby fur seal or an adult fur seal. I can't tell. And they put that seal on every record cover in some form. And honestly, this is how I got turned on to Riot. And I'm going to tell the story really okay. quick. Yeah. So I had heard of them, but like most other people, I was confused by the other riot, quiet the Quiet Riot. It, they confuse, It confused me. I'm like, is that was that the band quite right before they were, you know? I was just confused. I didn't understand, and but I also didn't take the time to figure it out. And it wasn't until I put out that band Boulder in 1999, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. who were from Cleveland. Mentor, Ohio. Oh, yeah. What the fuck goes on in Mentor, Ohio?
0: I have a couple friends from Mentor, Ohio. It's, it's near <laughs> Cleveland, so yeah, lot, lot be So,
1: so they would put the seal subliminally in some of their record covers and um and you know B- boulder did and then i was like what, what the fuck is a baby seal doing on that shit? and then i then i found out it was the band riot from new york and that was their mascot a seal and it cut con- the seal got me into their records
0: and do you actually know what the the mascot's name is the seal's name the baby seal's name is
1: no, but I have a feeling you do.
0: Yeah, I do. I actually went. I went hunting for it because I. Re- someone told about. Because the first time I heard about, so, <laughs> some, some what? Well, first time I heard about it, my ba- my buddy was. Uh, I was at my friend Dan Cobbett's house in in San Francisco in the nineties, and he's just. We were just hanging out, and he's like, uh, he's like, you know what kind of night it is tonight? It's a swords and tequila night. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he put on the song. And he's like get into this shit and he threw it to me. I'm like what the fuck? He's like hey don't he's like don't diss Johnny. So the name of the mascot after I look, I forgot but then I looked it up. He's like his name is Johnny.
1: Oh, Johnny. Oh, he, oh, Johnny boy.
0: You would think that they would come up with a little bit, something a little bit better. Dude, than, Johnny. Yeah.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I like this this story only gets better and better for me, the yeah. riot story. And and I and I'm I mean i don't own all their records but i have a few and i just like it's just it's fantastic and sores and tequila come on literally one of the best just hard rock early metal songs ever on one of and on arguably their best record fire down under
0: i would actually go far arguably their best record that's kind of hard if yeah. someone thinks that like i could see records being almost as good as that but not as good as that because the, the deciding factor is swords and tequila, and uh, and I, I often say this, and I don't I don't want to spark any controversy with this statement, but if I've I've always said if I had to take over a city, and I had to get my troops fired up for taking over that city, the song that we would be playing at high value would be Swords and Tequila. Because yeah that's going to get you back up that's so good especially that line and i don't mean just kicking ass like that's just so much because <laughs> it's like it's well, just, well what do you mean then if you're not trying to kick ass what do you what else are you talking about and it's so great just
1: i love that album is so good man and it, and the 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 this johnny the seal is just he's he's at his He's at the height of his powers. He's <laughs> on that motherfucker. He's like on steroids. It's just, it's incredible. I mean, I told you I like Restless Breed too, but it was the other singer, Rhett. Um, there, are, there are parts of the elements of all that that I like, um, but it's just like that album is great. And they're such a weird band because there's an element like of where they're not really self aware. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, they're just like fucking Guidos in a weird way, just doing, just doing it right. And and but then it, but it, but they are sort of parroting themselves in some way, maybe secretly. It's just, it's one of those bands where you, you, there's a lot you can think of. That not like not like a really crazy psychedelic band where oh yeah I could. No, more like, what what was the thinking behind Johnny the Seal? You know, like that kind of question. Like, what what was it, what were they thinking? And it's like, and the records make you, you know, there's a lot of it is straight ahead, but it's still like the mythology is there in a more like street thug kind of way.
0: I think, yeah, and I think like, you know, you start out with Rock City, which is, is about as straightforward rock as you can get, and it's definitely hard, Pretty much. it's definitely hard rock, whereas, and it'll kind of make this upper transition to kind of met more metalish. ish and Narita's kind of like a bridge on that, because um, at that point, I think that they had uh, replaced uh, Caveras with, uh, what is it, Rick Ventura, who is also a great guitarist. And then like, I think the buildup and once you got the Fire Down Under, like it's kind of all kind of coming together, the touring, the playing, getting their sound and there's, you know, kind of, everything's kind of dialed in. Even though listening to Rock City, it sounded pretty damn dialed in, but man, when Fire Down Under, like start to finish is just, that's a band that-
1: Blistering.
0: That was a band that was already walking pretty tall, but they grew Mm -hmm. about five feet before, between the first album and Fire Down Under
1: and and let's and let's not forget narita that record's bizarre and cool and it, it's like like the you know johnny the seal is doing some kind of i don't is he on a bomb on that one on the t- <laughs> what, what what's happening on that record on narita
0: well i well you look at the like if you look at these albums like you have the first one where there's rocks <laughs> rock city and he's holding this giant like you know giant uh executioner axe. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you go to, yeah, you go to Narita, which was, you know, kind of like a weird tilt to them being a big band in uh, Japan, because Narita's the airport in Japan.
1: Yeah, that's right, that's um, right.
0: So that's why they have the, it's, they still have the executioner mask, he's in a, and he's that's why he's in a sumo. He's in a sumo garb, and there's a, there's a play behind him, because they're at an the airport, but I don't know what sumo, sumo wrestler with a seal's head standing over a bunch of skulls. And then someone must have said someone, then someone must have said hey dude just focus on the seal and that on fire dot under they kind of cut back even though there's yeah they went
1: they cut back to it with it's just like the huge centerpiece which i i prefer that well it's that still motif. Stuck, it's yeah. still
0: stuck on a, a human's body and there's a really poorly pixelated <laughs> fire in the background and then, the, dude, and then the worst they're of, amazing. And then they're the first amazing. one of all, the worst one of all, the last one that he was on, guy was on, no, he wasn't on Restless Breed. That was the first red No, re-
1: that's it, yeah. But
0: that's probably, for me, the weirdest one, where it's like, it's not even, dude, it's not even half the kid's face. It's a kid in a in, yeah. a, in a suit with, you know, a, a, a Brooklyn Elementary, he's a school kid with a Brooklyn Elementary yeah. jacket on, and it's half his face is this baby seal, and it's not even it's almost like a quarter of the face is the baby seal with like New York in the background and a moon. And it's like, I love
1: that. Oh, oh, I love that shit. Dude, sign me up for that shit all day long. I love that shit. It's just, you know, when you see an album cover like that now, I mean, this is after years of collecting records, same, same goes for you. You know that there's going to be something good in there. Even if it's kind of shitty, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be good. And that's kind of, what makes Riot amazing is that they're unencumbered by, like, if someone's saying, "Oh, that's you know, like that's run of the mill or whatever," you know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they don't give a fuck about any of that. They don't care. And
0: it comes, and, and I think it really comes through in the first three albums. I think you know, and I, when you know when they had, especially when you got the uh, Sandy Slavin and uh, Lemming, what was it Kip Lemming came on as a uh, mm-hmm. bass player um you know i think they, they had that they like the the fire down under is like okay guys you've got you found your sound now this is something just make a couple more albums of stuff that <clears throat> has this kind of has this kind of grit and swagger because that played well i mean you had at that time also i think like you know you had the quiet riots you had van halen kind of coming up a little bit more so metal was kind of slowly taking a little bit of a you know you still had priest and uh,
1: they were embraced they were a riot was really embraced by the sort of british stuff yeah, the uh, british new wave music, of british heavy metal right. yeah like i guess the writers that did a uh, kerrang or metal hammer i can't remember one of the, the a writer from one of those uh, rags um kind of championed them and then they became sort of part of that scene so a young scene kind of you know, adopted this band that kind of was from, you know, that predated that scene, uh, uh, you know, and from a more hard rock perspective. So that they, they totally benefited from that. And then they also, dude, as as fucked up as their management might've been, they did some big tours. No, no, they did
0: some Rita shows. Yeah. Especially on that. And and they
1: had, and they kind of, that was part of their sound too. Like, yeah, I, it's, like they became this sort of prototypical metal band, but like their early sound is kind of arena rock-ish. It, ha- it just has like that that kind of showmanship that you need to uh, project in such a large room. Right. Uh, and so they had they had that, and that that's I think that's kind of like the part of their sound that really appeals to me. It's like they're they're unencumbered by whatever criticism but then at the same time they're so they're slick in a way you know like they yeah they knew how to put it together and um, I think and fans really um, you know well resonated with fans you know and they had a really loyal fan base
0: they seem to really have a big fan base in the UK and Japan and maybe one of the things that would have probably helped them out if maybe if they weren't from New York in terms of you know if they were from UK they could have probably made a good living and stayed together and had this kind of success that kind of feeds an ego and keeps it together because some of the stories that I read you know Guy Sparanzo left because of you know he wasn't making any money off the gigs off the touring and you know that that's not an easy life uh, doing all that touring if you're not making money Um, I I read some other things. it was because his soon-to-be wife didn't like rock and roll didn't want him to be any part of it uh, which I don't yeah, know. He,
1: like he was he was a Christian or something, or some religious, yeah.
0: I don't buy that as much, because some of those lyrics, yeah. some of those lyrics that he would have to make an extreme right-hand turn to to, uh-huh, to feel uh-huh. that. I think it was, maybe there was part of his girlfriend didn't like him being on the road, but I think if mm-hmm. he could have said, it was like, look, we're, we've worked three albums, we're at this point where we're making a good amount of money for tours, we're opening up shows now, and you know, what what, what have you. I just think like, so I, I, I think that they were, they were hugely popular in the UK. They're hugely popular in Japan. They could have done the Man War route, which would Man War, from what I remember, um, they would tour Europe like two or three times a year and tour the US once. And that's why they would make their money uh, in the UK. Then whatever happened in the US, they would still do all right, but not, you know. Um, but anyhow. Uh, Mm-hmm. Rhett Forrester so after Guy leaves Thundersteel is like a very disappointing album for me because like musically it's they seem like they're trying to make the transition to more like the 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 the, the, the riffs and the the attitude and everything seems to be moving more you know kind of toward a mainstream not hair metal but more middle-of-the-road metal than, what, the, yeah. the, than the kind of stronger um, take a note prisoners approach that they had in the first three albums. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Rep yeah, I'm not as familiar. I'm not, I'm
1: not as familiar with that record.
0: So his voice, like he, there's always something that bothered me about his voice. And when doing research for this thing, I found out, and if I say the word research, everyone, feel free to give me <laughs> shit about it. Cause I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm flogging myself silently because I'm saying research way too much, but he was, he, he, basically came from doing a bunch of cover bands and his vocal stylings and his kind of thing kind of comes off as that kind of polished kind of rented attitude that you get from people who sing in cover bands yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: uh, and, I, and frankly i was amazed that they had 20 albums out because to me they only have <laughs> four albums out and three of them are any good but apparently there's another Sixteen out there that you can and I think that they came out with an album of the guys because they had a lot of deaths in the band like uh, uh, Kavaris died, uh, Mark Rio died, Guy Sprenza died uh, and I think there's someone else who died in the band but like they have been very, they've been one of the have been fairly unlucky with deaths in that band And but the key component guys, like those guys were working pest control or something like that uh, um, Yeah, that, that makes
1: sense they also renamed it riot five i think the band, what, whatever's left the best of the rest i think is called riot five
0: i'm surprised they wouldn't do something like seal team riot or like calling you know something that they lock in johnny lock in johnny on the whole thing
1: Met, metal seals part metal three. Seal. yeah you gotta lock, lock john yeah uh,
0: You yeah. gotta bring johnny out
1: of uh, out of retirement
0: metal johnny yeah I, you know what I was going to you know, what, should we get a mascot?
1: Who, us? Auto-reverse?
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. So, yes, I'm all for it. So, what kind of things do you think we could kind of, maybe we could get some of the listeners help on this. Like, what do you think if we, what kind of mascot would you kind of envision? You know, something like an angry pair of denim jeans or what?
1: I think a dog would be good. Oh, jeez.
0: Can, do you want to put a pillow next to that? Fucking tired idea. A oh, dog. Everyone does okay. dogs. All right, all right, all right. Let's get. Dude, we've been talking right. about seals. Uh, we've been talking seals for the last fifteen minutes, and you're gonna go. And you're gonna go. You're. you're that inspires you to say dogs.
1: I went all Americana on my response. Like, what can I say?
0: You got. A, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe is it a, a dish of chicken parm? <laughs> Is it chicken parm or what oh, is it? Oh, I wish
1: I had a. Ch- oh, I oh, wish I. Did. I, did, I wish I had that. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I would rather the listener come up with
0: one, not yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So hit us up if you want. If you if you have a mascot for us, because <laughs> we have graphic, we know graphic designers who would love to make make a mockery of us and do a logo. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think like with Riot, you know, the that that they have a legacy that. Yeah. You, you and I are both in this thing. Like we get so jazzed up talking about Riot. We get so jazzed up and talking about Fire Don Under Swords of Tequila, even Rock City or Narita. I think that Mm -hmm. the legacy of this band is like it is one of the truly great rock bands, uh, definitely of the '80s, Um, and one of the. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they shaped a lot of the future metal that, like you said, along with UFO. I mean. They maybe not. They maybe not mm-hmm. be as inspiring to people as Van Halen was, but they are certainly up there as bands that really helped shape the sound of uh, metal and hard rock going forward.
1: Yeah, they were it t- t- just the energy of those first four records. Uh, it's enough to convince you. You you don't even you don't need to listen to the next sixteen. Oh, you, you can, and that and that and I mm-hmm. you know and I will. will but, you? Um, what? well maybe not all 16 but you know i'll i'll try to find the same feeling in some of their other records that i get on those first four and you know that you know that's good enough really? if you can pull that off in four, no, if you can pull it off an in incredibly okay. original and an energetic sound uh, over four records yeah but i think that's an incredible accomplishment in
0: my book but if you listen to them and you don't hear Mark Real's guitar or more importantly you don't hear Guy's Francis's vocals like are you in your in some way right. are you really listening to the Riot? Uh, not
1: as not as much of a riot. It's like it's like the riot on the restless breed album cover where it's like 70% the kid's face, 75% and then <laughs> like 15% the seal, Johnny the Seal. So it's like that uh, you know what? Like I said, just those first four, it just really, it locked me in okay. somehow. I don't, uh, I don't know, and, and it's funny because I ne- I didn't know who they were, you know, for years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know them when they were out, and I didn't hear for, about them until like after Fire Down Under came on, and even some time after. It was many years after that, but you know, it's like that. It, that's fine because this is. I'm hoping that a lot of you listeners go check out their first three albums but if you can't listen to the first three albums listen to the playlist and if you can't listen to the playlist just listen to Fire Down Under because that's basically captures the band in a nutshell um and the rest of the stuff consider And it. if you
1: can't listen to Fire Down Under go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, no, yes, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah kind of. But <laughs> kind of not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. If you can can listen to two 50-year-old guys warble on about riot for 20 minutes, you could go listen to the album. I don't think we're asking a lot here. Just don't listen to the other stuff. It sounds like tribute rock, tribute rock of riot. Just don't listen to other stuff.
1: I'm sure some some metalheads are going to go off on us, but I really don't care. It's been a
0: long time. And also
1: also bring it on
0: <laughs> it, yeah it's a long time since I got the knuckles racked up so it's fine I can, I can, yeah I, I, it's fine we can, we can do it again it'll make it'll make an old man feel good that he still has a little enough energy yeah, to I'll go
1: him. in the kitchen I'll sharp. I'll sharpen my knives I'll get the uh, food process
0: yeah, yeah I'll get you know get get a handful of quarters and you know you <laughs> get your hand get a, what was it, a handful of pennies in every each hand and go out and start swinging um all right it's a nicer all characters. right we're taking it a little too far yeah here. we are aren't we we get a little, for a sunday night <laughs> man we're real, like all up in arms like because i know i gotta go to do the floor after yeah, yeah. so, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's, so it's, I'm like acting all tough it's, because it's, i know i gotta mop the floor for a half uh, yeah sunday night keep the floors clean yeah but anyhow <laughs> we would love to hear from you either about this episode or another bandit you would like to hear because uh we feed off our listeners uh comments and uh suggestions so hit us up autoreverse pod at gmail.com hit us up on facebook or on instagram and uh until next time peace